Let's see, it was the year 1919 in Lottie, California. The first fast food restaurant was open. 1919, A&W Restaurant. Then about three years later, uh, another fast food restaurant, White Castle, 1921, in Wichita, Kansas. Then the 15th of May... 1940, in San Bernardino, California, the first McDonald's restaurant was open. Now, you know, the whole concept of fast food has always, to some degree, disturbed me. You know, it's like, because I love to eat, and it's like, you know, wonder who come up with this idea. You know, let, let's take this experience that is so grand, so enjoyable, and let's just woof it down real quick. Let's, let's get it over with real quick. We've got to have fast food. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really is a reflection of our society. Everything. I mean, you know, whether it's Internet, get the information quickly, get it now. I mean, how many of you have no patience when it comes to watching a YouTube video? I mean, if that thing doesn't download quickly, I am upset. And I don't know how we ever tolerated dial-up. You remember that? You would go through these, and this weird noise would come over. And it was like hours before you could even download a, a, a or watch. I don't even know if you could watch anything or not. But, uh, yeah, very little patience, fast food, fast everything, get it quick, get it over with. Now, there was a song, I think it was by the Eagles, entitled Life in the Fast Lane. Surely make you lose your mind, life in the fast lane. And the illusion is, I think, for some people, is that this is the how you need to live your life to the full. You know, like just, just gusto, grab hold of it, life in the fast lane. That may be the illusion that a lot of people cling to. I'm going to give you a definition of life in the fast lane. It means you are moving so fast through life that you are not going to enjoy the ride. That's the definition of life in the fast lane. You are li- you're moving so fast through life that you are not going to enjoy the ride. Can you remember the last 40 years of your life, where, the, where, where those 40 years have gone to? But well, some of you can't because you're not 40 years old yet. <laughs> but, okay, let's just say, can you remember the last 10 years of your life or the last 15? I mean, we look at our lives and we say, what, what has happened to my life? Where, where's the last 40 years gone? And we were talking about this recently when Rebecca was born, and, and I was thinking, I can hardly even remember some of this stuff. What, what has happened to my life? The Bible says your life is like a vapor. Okay, so we already know. The Bible says it's going to be over with before you know it. Well, since life is like a vapor, we don't need to speed things up. <laughs> we don't need to be living in the fast lane. I mean, it's, it's, it's the fast lane when you come into this world. And you really can't do a lot about that. Or maybe there is something we can do about it. You can learn to enjoy the moment. And I want to tell you, I have an incredible hard time enjoying the moment. I enjoy the anticipation of doing something. I enjoy the afterthoughts, the reminiscing. But I have a hard time, extremely hard time, enjoying the here and now in the now, in the moment. 
you know, while it's happening. I can look back on it. I can plan for it. And, and, but, but, but in the now, people who are living their lives in the fast lane, I think there are some people that don't even know it, don't even realize it. It's like an Amtrak train running 100 miles an hour, and you can't stop it. You, you, you say, I, I want to stop. I want to get off. I, but it's impossible. It's impossible. It's running 100 miles an hour, and you cannot slow it down. Now, I want to look at some characteristics of people living their lives in the fast lane. If there's ever a sermon that, where I know what I'm talking about, it's this one. Everything, here's some characteristics. Everything is like it's in slow motion. Now, you're not, but it's like everybody else is in slow motion. Now, you're running wide open, you know, and, and it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's crazy. Lack of patience. Oh, is that ever a, a characteristic of people living in the fast lane? I think, I think some of this stuff you can in, actually inherit from your parents. Uh, my mother had a hard time just, I think, enjoying the moment. Or, and she was always ready to go. You know, she'd sit down, okay, let's go. You know, she'd, you, know you go visit somebody. You visit the in-laws or whatever. You know, sit down, okay, you ready to go? And, uh, you know, she was always sort of, and maybe you can inherit some of that stuff. My father used to talk about it would drive him crazy getting behind cars that how you ever get behind a car and they slow down and they slow down and it's like they're in a big truck or something. They think they're in a big truck. Now they they may be driving a, a VW Volkswagen, but they'll sort of swing out and then make that turn into the driveway <laughs> like it's a big old semi truck. This drove my father crazy. He said, "I don't understand." He said, "I can pull in my driveway 40 miles an hour." Now he he thought he could pull in at 40 miles an hour. He'd end up way over here somewhere, but. But he said, I don't see the point and why people had to slow down. I can just zip off and make that turn very quickly. We were, at, uh, we were in Gatlinburg uh, up on top of the town there. And they had some, you know, a ticket booth of things that you could do. There's about six different things that you could buy a ticket for. Or you could buy an all-day wristband. Now, I'm standing in line for an hour. And the person gets up there and it's like, why am I here? What am I doing here? What tickets should I buy? He, he carried on a conversation with the ticket woman for, for 40 minutes. And I'm thinking, it's bad when you're standing in line, you see the billboard sign that says what everything costs, you can, you've got five choices or you can buy a wristband. And I said, you know, you, you, it's bad when you need someone standing up there and saying, people... The reason you're in line here is so you can look at the sign and decide what you want so that when you get up there, you can tell the lady very quickly and get your butt out of the way. It's, it's just, and I'm sitting there just steaming, like steam out of both ears, you know. And I don't show it, I don't guess. Well, Teresa might tell you a different story here. <laughs> But there's very few moments I enjoy in life. I mean, it really is. I mean, I just, I, you know, this, uh, I literally, we lit, you can literally be living in two worlds. You know, it's like you've got your fast track world and you've got the rest of the world. That, that, and you're sort of, people living in the slow lane drives you crazy. That's another characteristic. People who do live in the slow lane often drive you crazy. I've told the story about the guy that, you know, we, we call him the sloth. 
because he's the guy that works with us, and then, you know, it's, it's like, he really is in slow motion, you know, it's like, go get me that, go get me some rock or something, and I mean, he just, you think, is he moving? Maybe, maybe he is moving, and you almost have to pinpoint A and B and watch it for a long time. Yeah, he's moving a little bit. He is moving. <laughs> and it's one of those cases where it's just, forget it, I'll get it myself. That's another characteristic of people living in the fast lane. They don't ask for the help and they do everything themselves. It's too much trouble to ask for help. It's too much trouble. I'll just do it myself. You're living in the fast, you can't delegate. Living in the fast lane. <clears throat> there was a song by Alabama, you know, it just, that song just touched my heart again and again. Every time I hear it, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I ever have to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry. And I don't know why. And the question is why? Why? Why can't I slow down? Why can't you slow down? Why am I in such a hurry? Why is my life no fun? You might ask. Why can't I enjoy the moment? All I ever have to do is living, live and die. But I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. Now, I want to look at a man who lived his life in a fast lane. And I think this is an example for us because that's exactly what he did. Uh, Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 4. Let's take a look at this. Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 4. Solomon, man, I mean, obviously, he lived his life in the fast lane. And if you think, okay, what was driving the man to live like this? What was he trying to achieve? What was he trying to get? What kind of satisfaction was he after? And did he even know that it would never satisfy? He said, Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 4, I made me great works. I built me houses, I planted me vineyards, I made me gardens and orchards, I planted trees, uh, fruit trees, you know, I made me pools of water, I got me servants and maidens and hand servants and uh, had servants born in my house, uh, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me, I gathered me also silver and gold and peculiar treasures of kings, I got me men singers and women singers. You know, this guy didn't just, you know, we'd go out and buy a CD. This guy just hires the whole, you know, just the whole shebang, the whole concert, the whole, you know, singers, musical instruments. He gets it all. He says in verse 9, So I was great and increased with more than all that were in me, before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Now that's a rare thing right there for the wisdom to remain. A lot of people, when they get that kind of wealth, their wisdom can diminish. And whatever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion in all my labor. I look at some of these things that this guy did, Solomon, and I, I can relate to it, because I've done it on a smaller scale. Not everything. I mean, I don't have any men singers or women singers or anything like that. I have a pile of CDs, though, stack of them, you know, about reach tall as a ceiling. But I haven't done all of this, but it's, it's a good description. Then I looked in all the works of my hands and all the labor that I'd labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. And, you know, if you skip on down, this is the same man that said <coughs> in verse 17, Therefore I hated life. Because the work 
that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. What was the end results of living in the fast lane for Solomon? He says, I hated life. That's pitiful. It really is. Another characteristic of people living in life in the fast lane. <clears throat> Nothing is ever good enough. That's a strong characteristic of people living in the fast lane. Nothing is ever good enough. I was watching a documentary of Michael Jackson, and he made that comment. I thought, wow, no matter, what he, no matter the dance, no matter the moonwalk, I mean, to me, it's perfect. It was never good enough. Never good enough. You sort of beat yourself up. So you keep doing and redoing over and over. Not content, not satisfied. In a way, you're competing with yourself and time. And you know time is running out. The older you get, the worse it can get. And instead of yielding to the Spirit, we live life in the fast lane. Another characteristic is the desire to do and try everything. Why do you want to do it? Because it's there. It's advertised. It's promoted. Let's do this. I've never done that before. I've got to do it. There's something I've never done. There's something I've never tried before. I like something that a minister said. He said, you will have eternity to do and try all the things you want to do and try. <laughs> all of eternity to do those things. You do not have eternity right now. You ever thought, well, why? Why? Why can't I just, why did God make all these options, all these things I can choose and do and try out? You know, and I know I don't have enough time to do them all, but, but the reason, but why? Why did God design it that way? I think God wants us to decide what's really important right now. What's really important right now. And it, deciding what's really important right now means saying no to some of the things you think you want to do. Okay. It means prioritizing your life. It means choosing what will make a real impact on others. And it means choosing what will not make an impact on others. Another characteristic is the desire, people living in the fast lane, another characteristic is the desire to fix everything. That can be life in the fast lane. You know, I like to fix things. I have a gift for it. I like it when things break. <laughs> Uh, it's like a challenge. It's like, good, it broke. I can fix it. And I like figuring it out in my mind, and then I like doing the labor. I like both of it. But, but everything cannot be fixed. We know that. Everything cannot be fixed. You know, Ecclesiastes 1 and verse 15 says, That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. We cannot fix this sin-sick world. Not now. Not now. You can't fix it. You might have an opinion about how to fix it, but that's all you have. You don't have the power to fix it. You don't have the body to fix it, which would require a spirit being. You know, sometimes you hurt when you watch the news and you think, man, I wish I could fix that. I wish I could fix it. I wish I could make this right. I wish I could make that right. But you know, the Bible says to everything there is a season, and there's a time for healing there's a time when things, all things, are going to be fixed. And that is when Christ returns to this earth to make it right. Everything will be right. Everything will be fixed. Another point is uh, Ecclesiastes 1 and verse 18. I just want to read this verse. Ecclesiastes 1 and verse 18 
sort of another characteristic here. It says, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increases, increases knowledge increases sorrow. Now you would think the more you know, the better off you are. But as I look back in my life, my life was probably better when it was very simplistic, and I didn't know much. I didn't know much of anything. I mean, I just, I just, I was here, and that's it. And uh, I, I didn't know the ways of the world. I didn't know the evils, and, and I didn't, there was just a lot I didn't know. But I, I would probably say that it was more um, enjoyable, maybe. The pursuit of accumulating knowledge can be life in the fast lane. It really can. You know, I've got to get more knowledge. And it's sad that often you get this knowledge and no one is really interested in what you have. It's sort of like college students trying to teach maybe a college class and you realize half the students in there could care less. They're not even there for the, to learn anything. You know? My fast lane, I want to share this with, we, with you, was that uh, one thing is every, I always thought every idea was a calling from God. And so when God first called me, anything that popped into my head, I thought, hey, I need to do that for God. Oh, I need to do this for God. Every, every thought, every concept that popped, you know, you know, God has not called you to do everything. You know, he's probably called you to do one thing, <laughs> but not everything. He hasn't called you to save, you know, to do, to do everything. So my fast lane has often been every idea was a calling from God, or, or so I thought. And I learned later that no, not every idea is a calling from God. You need to test the things that you want to do uh, against the Bible. You need to pray about it. You need to ask God's Spirit, Lord, should I be doing this? And did I mention the stress that comes from living life in the fast lane? You know, stress is a killer. Stress causes um, high blood pressure. It causes in men, it causes the lowering testosterone uh, in men. It has an effect on women. You know, stress. Stress is a killer. You know, one of the ways you can lower stress, <coughs> I like this one. I read this somewhere. Quit your job. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> Who come up with that? The problem is, I like money. You know, I, <laughs> so I, I think, oh, well, I can't quit my job. But, it, but seriously, if, if your job is causing you a lot of stress and, and your blood pressure is going to the roof, that might be an answer. You know, find a different occupation. But um, stress, but do we ever consider living life in the fast lane, how much stress that causes? So how do we get out of the fast lane? Well, number one, First thing I think is important is to realize, is this a spiritual assault on me going on? Is it deeper than what I'm looking at? Is it more that meets the eye than what's going on? Is there some you know, extra power behind that's causing me to live life in a fast lane? Is it a spiritual assault? You know, someone said, even before we are totally awake, Satan is bidding to deceive us. He wants us to be faithless, hopeless, negative, bad attitude. But I think, I really think that often the bone that Satan throws us, just like a little puppy dog that, you know, it, it can't get that bone quick enough. It's just going to chase, you throw it, it's going to The bone that Satan throws us often in the morning is, hey, it's the fast lane. Live your life in the fast lane. 
every single morning. Let's, let's go with it. Fast lane. Let's get with it. That is, I think, often the bone that he throws us every morning. So make sure your battle is not a spiritual battle. And you can, uh, before you wake up, pray about that. You know, Lord, what is this diabolical spirit trying to do to me? What is it causing me to chase after? Endless pursuits that I'm chasing after. Make sure your battle is not a spiritual battle. Number two is a statement that I saw, and I'll share this with you. It's, I'm going to call it time well wasted. <laughs> time well wasted. That statement used to drive me crazy when I would hear a person. I would say, how are you doing? Or what are you doing? I'm just wasting time. I wanted to knock that person out, you know, when I heard that. I, I thought, wasting, no, you don't never waste time. But I, we were at the wedding at Sevierville, and it said this on the front porch. If you can imagine a cabin overlooking the Smoky Mountains, beautiful scenery, no vehicles, just, well, no cars, no nothing really, no Walmart. Uh, but the setting where the cabin is at is beautiful on the front porch. It said, welcome to the porch where wasting time is considered time well wasted. Oh, I love that. Where wasting time is considered time well wasted. I'm talking about your family, your children, your home. I have a sign on my back porch that says, let's stay home. You know, I've spent my whole life making making like my place like a, a, a perfect place. And I really don't want to go anywhere anymore. I mean, I'm just, I'm content with staying at home. I really am. And it's like, why should I leave this? You know? Yeah, I like a change in scenery. I like a beach. I don't have a beach. I like this, that, and other things. There's a lot of things I don't have, but hey, let's stay home. <laughs> I think a lot of the things that maybe Again, prioritizing and realizing that the things that are really important may seem like you're wasting time, but it's really not. When we talk about family, children, home, being together, those things are critical. Third, there was another plaque I saw in the cabin. It said this. We're talking about how to get out of the life in the fast lane. It said this. It said, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Boy, I love that. You see, life in the fast lane is really about the false thinking that just beyond the storm, I will find my rainbow. You know, it's just, just, just beyond this next, it's just right beyond this. And you, you chase that forever. And you never find your rainbow. So life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Life in the fast lane. I like what Greg mentioned. No example of Jesus running. <laughs> wow. What a concept. What a concept. The definition, it means life in the fast lane. It means you're moving so fast through life that you are not going to enjoy the ride. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. And I think, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Did the children of Israel have to deal with this problem, life in the fast lane? 
Evidently they did. Because when Jesus, when God called the children of Israel out of Egypt, I think it was Ron Dart that mentioned this, they could only take whatever they could carry, you know, on their backs or whatever, or in a caravan or whatever. They couldn't load up, you know, the U-Haul truck and carry all this junk as they moved out of Egypt. They could only carry a few things. And there's a, there's a lesson to that. Simplifying. I want to conclude with a, a verse here in Psalms 46 and verse 10. Maybe it's something that we need to do. Psalms 46 and verse 10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. You mean to tell me I can't know God if I'm living in the fast lane? <laughs> but it seems that's what it's saying. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Boy, do I have a problem with that one. You know, Teresa would even say, he said, said, why are you pacing the floor? We're supposed to be drinking coffee. Why are you up looking around and drinking your coffee? You're moving around. You, you can't even drink your coffee. Be still and know that I am God. You know, life is already on the fast track. It's already in the fast lane. Our job is to learn to enjoy the moment.